Welcome to the One Little Spark podcast. This space is meant to spark something in you, to ignite the passion back into your world and into your life by opening up your heart and helping you dive into and accept the truest form of you. A place where magic, fantasy, nerding out, and getting excited over anything and everything is accepted. A space to heal, grow, laugh, connect, and fall in love with the magic inside of you. I help you to bring the magic of theme parks, books, fantasies, fairy tales into your everyday life and help you see that magic is real and inside of every one of you. Let's spark your imagination in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One Little Spark. This is episode two. Hello. Um, I am so excited to be here today. It's taken me a while to get episode two out to you, not because I'm not excited, but because we have been (laughs) just having a crazy time here at my house because we just adopted a dog. So yay to that. And for all my Disney lovers out there, he is named after a very wonderful Disney character, Disney cartoon. Uh, A whole movie is named after this dog. And um, some of you who follow me, who know well, know already that we adopted a dog named Bolt. (laughs) And he came with that name, which is really cool because we are Disney fanatics, as you know, and um, he looks just like him. And we had to have him. Um, For those of you who don't know, our beloved dog passed away uh, this past spring, early spring, and it was very sudden. He was only five. It was like rapid, rapid cancer that we just didn't even know about until it was too late. He was part lab. He hit it well, and if you can hear that scratching in the background, that is bold digging in the bed. Um but Bear was so special to us, and we had only had him for three years, but you guys know it is just easy to fall in love with your beloved dogs, and, you know, our son is older now, and it was just a heart-wrenching situation for all of us. Older, I mean, he just turned five, but I mean, like, when Milo passed away, our other dog, uh, he was very young. Uh, can cannot remember him except through our pictures and memories and things, so just a different and difficult situation as it was very unexpected since he was five. So I kind of assumed I would feel the same way, but this time round with bear, I just felt like our house just felt, um, I mean, obviously both times it felt really, really empty and sad, but I had just a different grieving process and I grieved them both so deeply and heavily But with this time around, I just felt a lot more ready sooner to fill the house with love again. And I think that's really important to say because I feel like we're all like expected to or we kind of expect to grieve the same way or um, we kind of expect to have the same kind of like mentality about things. And as we live and we learn and we grow, um, it was just different this time. And, you know loved them both so equally and um in different ways and they were both such unique dogs and I think this time around I was just like I can't be in a house without a dog for an extended amount of time ever again (laughs) um and that just felt true this time around and I think that's okay right we have to all grieve in our own way and and uh 
you know, heal in our own way. And I felt like I really needed a dog in the home for me, for my mental health, for healing, for, um, you know, that deep, deep, sudden lack of warmth and unconditional love in the house were because bear was just so sudden like it was just like boom all of a sudden we didn't have a dog and that felt too hard (laughs) to be honest and so bolt is here he is a young pup um we have never adopted a dog this young we always adopt our dogs but typically uh well we've just circumstantially uh have i always go for older because i know puppies get easily adopted more and um so milo was like five when i adopted him and bear was three and bolt is like six or seven months (laughs) so we have a puppy on our hands people um and it's been a whirlwind because we're not used to puppies uh you know certainly grew up with dogs so i know the puppy stage but not on my own ever and so it's just been a certainly a different experience and he's adjusting and I'm adjusting and we're adjusting and he's wild and goes through like toddler tantrums and witching hours and (laughs) I'm like whoa between seven and nine o'clock at night I want to rip my hair out but the rest of the day (laughs) is well worth it and um he's such a good boy you know he needs training obviously and um he's got a sweetheart and I just know that he's ours you know you just know and also anytime we adopt it is forever under no circumstances do we ever um give up a dog or animal I've never done that in my entire life we are the forever home and forever means forever here so um you know we know that every single dog and every single adoption you go through a transition period you know and he's only been with us for a week a week so you know, he's doing really good for just being here for a week. And I, I'm, you know, obviously already in love with him. He looks just like Bolt. He's so cute. Um, if you head over to my Instagram, I am Caitlin Apple. You can see uh, pictures of him there. And um, you'll want to because he's adorable. and He'll melt your little heart. So um, that is why this second episode, <laughs> long story short, has been delayed. Um, and I wanted to be able to focus and be here and, um, you know, He's chilling next to me right now, so it's working out okay, and, you know, I'm happy to be back. So thank you all for being so kind and patient to (laughs) the second episode taking me a couple of weeks. But please know the plan on weekly episodes coming out moving forward. Um, I'm really excited to just get this thing moving and grooving, and um, yeah. So today I wanted to come on and talk about me a little bit more especially if you're just like stumbling across this podcast uh, amongst maybe Disney podcasts or podcasts or, um, you know, spirituality podcasts or self-help, self-growth podcasts. Uh, If you just stumble across this, you're going to be like, who is this person and why is she here? Right? Not in a bad way or maybe in a bad way. That's okay too. (laughs) But um, I wanted to share a little bit more about me. The last podcast was about this podcast and what I what it was kind of meant for and this one's more about me so you guys can get to know me better and understand kind of my journey to creating this whole thing but also like to who I am and who you're seeing or hearing (laughs) behind the microphone because that's important right um so I'm going to share a little bit about my background about my spirituality journey about my coaching journey about uh you know my Disney life and experience and I'm going to try to keep it as short and sweet as possible. So, um, 
you know, you guys can just learn it all and we can, you know, dive into other things next episode. So, um, yeah, let's go there. So I went to school originally, um, actually to become a teacher, which is laughable at this point. (laughs) Not that I couldn't teach and don't teach in my, what I do now, of course, but, um, I went to school as a freshman and wanted to become a teacher because it just sounded great with, um, you know, I liked the idea of becoming a teacher. I liked the idea of um, being around kids. I liked the idea of summers off. (laughs) I liked the idea of a really like steady job that I could go to school for and like come out with most likely a job. Um, And then I went to like my first education class and I was like, hell no. What am I thinking? I hate talking in front of groups and this is mortifying and also sounds horrible. (laughs) And nothing against teachers. Oh my God, teachers, you are saintly gods to this earth on heaven, heaven on earth. Um, You are literally saints and I don't know how you do it. But for me, I was just like, I can't. Um, And at that point, I was really, really like uncomfortable in my own skin. So standing in front of a classroom mortified me. So I don't know why I chose that to begin with. But anyway, that was very short lived. And then I jumped over to writing. Some of you may not know this, especially if you've been following me for a while, because um, it's just something I've never talked about. But I jumped over to um, English Lit. I wanted to be a writer. And I still love to write. And I have actually some really cool news to share with you somewhere down the line of something I'm putting out into the world. But until then, know that I just, I love to write. And if you've ever read my captions or read, you know, maybe read my blog in prior, in a prior life or um, read anything of mine, really, you know that writing is a huge passion of mine. I write poetry. Poetry is like my thing. Um, But I just love to write. I love to connect to emotions and words and just and I'm a big reader too so it all kind of fit but I talked myself out of that one after a semester as well because um I just felt like I wouldn't come out with something that would be helpful you know financially for me and you know we live and we learn if I could go back I'd probably stick with that one but um so then I took a you know intro to psych course psychology and I was like wow okay this is something that I could learn a a lot about and not get bored Um, and I think I could do something with it with my like you know go to get my master's or something or or go do something with it become a therapist and I loved helping people I always loved helping people so I was like you know hence the teacher (laughs) and um, that's where I was like I think I could do this. So I finally, third major's the charm. I stuck with psychology and I graduated with a clinical psychology degree and I really liked it. I liked what I learned. I liked a lot of the professors. I liked the content. I find, I find the brain super duper fascinating. I find people super duper fascinating. And so I kind of landed in that. And um, yeah, I came out with a clinical psych degree. And then I quickly realized that the only thing I could really do with that degree was be a caseworker, um, you know, and not make a ton of money and do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. So I went out and I was a caseworker for three years. I worked in Center City of uh, this, the, the bigger city around me, right, right where I live. And it was a lot. I drove a lot. I met with a lot of clients. But what was beautiful about that job, I couldn't do it today but three years of that taught me so much about the world 
and about uh, the differences in the world and about how white and privileged and like the bubble I lived in was so very specific and I really got out of that bubble in that um, experience and just really recognized there was just so many walks of life that I didn't walk and everything that I believed to be very like black and white or um, kind of right and wrong everything turned a lot more gray because I got to know my clients very deeply I was going into their homes and meeting their families and meeting their routines and um, getting to know them on a deeper level right I was there to help them so I was a caseworker not for um, like a children and youth services type of place I was the person that like kind of came out to support the family so that they could work towards not ending up having an open case or not losing their children or um, you know not you know kind of working to support them in any way I could so that they could get back on their feet and and uh, successfully you know close their case which was nice. I didn't have to be the person going in and being like the other end of that. And I'm so glad I never did that because no. Um, But yeah, it really opened my eyes to really the world. Um, I really lived a sheltered life. I mean, I don't want to, I was sheltered. I grew up in a small town. Um, It was farmland. Uh, You know, it was mostly all white people it was mostly all very similar cultures and middle class and um you know of course there were like dad you know dabbles of other things in there too but I this this that part of my career that part of my path really helped me to kind of sit with like my placement and my privilege in this world and how how vast and different people's lives can be and the experiences people have so um I really am thankful for that time in my life but it was not easy (laughs) it was not an easy job and I really did not enjoy the job piece but I did enjoy um working with the people as always um and so during my time as a caseworker I knew I didn't want to do that forever, so I jumped back into school and started to earn my master's degree, and I went to school for um, school counseling, uh, back into the school system, all with all the perks, right, I kind of thought about um, in the original idea of becoming a teacher, and then I was like, oh, but I get to, like, work with kids one-on-one, and I get to, like, actually be a counselor and help them and get to know them in a different way, and it's more personal, and I'm not sitting in front of big groups and all of that. So I went to school for my master's degree while I was a caseworker and I worked towards that. And then after four years, I got my master's degree. And I was very, very lucky to, during my master's program, to be interning under someone who worked at a school who I got along with really well at the time. And uh, she, and there was only two counselors at this school and I... (laughs) It was really one of my biggest manifestations of all time because um, the counselor that I worked with, I adored. We were good friends. And the other counselor at the school um, had worked there for like seven years. And so did not seem like anyone was like moving or changing. So getting a job there was very, very, very unlikely. But as I was leaving school, she ended up uh, the second the other counselor there ended up moving to a different district at the same time so she went out and I rolled in and it was like everything I had ever hoped for and so 
I worked at that school as a middle school counselor for three years. I love my three-year track. <laughs> uh, and um, we, uh, you know, I, I liked the job the first year. It was so much work. It was such a hustle and bustle job. It was a lot of running around. And um, I learned all about, like, this other half of the job, which is like, yeah, there's 20% of one-to-one -one time with kids. And then there's this whole other thing, which is, like, PSSAs and schedules and yeah, IEPs and this and that. And it wasn't what I thought or expected it to be. And I deeply wanted to stay, even though I was deeply not satisfied. And um, then I got pregnant. And I was uh, pregnant with my kiddo, Huck, my one and only, my little boy. And that was my third year at that job. I was pregnant the whole time, uh, roughly. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so I got pregnant in October, and I had him in July. So, yeah, basically that whole year. And um, my mental health started to decline. And obviously, hormonally, you're affected during pregnancy. But I also um, really uh, struggled to feel okay at all. Um, and it was very noticeably... Uh, the day before work, going to work, at work, and all of it would fade away until the impending doom of going to work the next day. Um, and I was like very falling apart. I started having panic attacks at work. I started feeling kind of crazy, honestly. I was just like, what is wrong with you? This is a good job. Like, why are you unhappy? I started to kind of fall out with the counselor that I was really good friends with. Like, I was like so sad about that. I was grieving that. I was like, she's like my ride or die. I rely on her so much. I don't know what I'm doing. I just felt really like bad at the job. And, and granted, I don't think I was, but I started to like believe that so deeply that I started just to become that thing. Right. I felt like I couldn't do it. And I didn't remember anything. I was like, I was just lost. I was lost. And obviously I had my kiddo in the summer and so I, I stayed for summer school and then, um, I was on maternity leave when the next school year started and I just decided to not go back eventually. And it took me a while to officially resign. I kept pushing back my leave, um, and which was allowed. They held your spot. Uh, I don't know how long they would have, but I, um, in my contract, I was allowed to hold my spot and, and stay out. And, um, I think it took me like two years after that to officially resign. I wasn't quite ready to like pull the plug on this like, um, thing that was happening, right? Like I worked so hard for it, you know, um, master's degrees are no easy feat. I graduated with four point a three, a four point something, no, a 3.98, which I'm still kind of bitter about because there was one fucking A minus and I was so mad at that professor because he was a piece of shit. And anyway, he gave me less than a 4.0. Thank you, douchebag. Um, but I graduated 3.98 and I worked really hard. And, you know, education was not always my like strong suit. I didn't like learning. I didn't like high school. I didn't like learning in school. I didn't like any of those things. I would always have very average grades um, and always struggled tremendously with like math and things. And uh, yeah, so it was really neat to kind of come out of that and work really hard for something that I felt really good about. 
So it was a lot of like back and forth questioning on that. And, um, you know, I finally did it. But in the interim, I started to build my own business. I, around eight months pregnant, I decided to get become a certified coach and work out of my home and work with people. And so falling asleep <laughs> while I was studying <laughs> for this, uh, very pregnant, very tired, very worn out. And I got that certification right before Huck came. And for some strange reason, I was just like, well, we're just going to do this. And I started to build my business, you know, not not long after Huck was born. And that was a, I'm not going to get into that today because that's a lot. And um, that was a long, long journey for me. But during building my business, I really started to dive into my spirituality because there was a lot of like... Uh, coaches I followed that tapped into that sort of thing and I was always really big onto like into manifestation and understanding that and I just started like really deep dive into like learning about that and taking courses on that and then I started working with coaches on my own to like help my business and support me and it was a whole world and I love that world and I will continue to be involved in that world it's how I got introduced to like the retreat experience and everything and um I did that for four and a half years, four and a half years. I ran my own business and, um, I learned so much about myself, about that sort of type of lifestyle, about, uh, retreats, about spirituality. I, I becoming a mom and that part was like perfectly timed because motherhood changed the shit out of my life and changed the, changed me forever in, in, you know, in, numerous ways and it was um something that was profoundly difficult for me and also taught me so much about myself and I learned so much about life and the world and priorities and how important it was to like really know myself and love myself and dig deep as I became a mom and as I was learning to be a mom um because you're just kind of thrust into this new world that you don't really understand or know or feel confident in, right? Like, unless you're a mom before, you're not going to feel confident in being a mom right away. And, you know, maybe it comes naturally to some people, but it did not to me. So I just had to learn a lot about myself and I had to, my whole life changed, right? It always does. And I had to like really sit with like, okay, if I'm not this like fitness obsessed person, guru person and that can't be my life right now and I'm not a school counselor and I'm not this or that I like who am I and it really made me dig deep on that question and figure out who that was and I did not do it well all the time <laughs> because my mental health really struggled after I became a mom and um you know it was a learning curve and and you know, I had severe postpartum anxiety. I had very bad insomnia because my child didn't sleep for two and a half years. Uh, I had very bad uh, sleep deprivation and depression. And so, you know, there was a lot going on at that time. And so I had to, like, I had to figure out what I needed, what I wanted and prioritize me and my mental health and my capacity for things. And so even though that time period, especially the first two years of having Huck, was very hard and I definitely still have some trauma <laughs> attached to that period of life 
uh, especially because of the sleep deprivation. I also learned so much about myself and I'm really proud of myself for that period of time because I ha like I just I dug I dug instead of falling apart I just like kept going in deeper and kept kept self-exploring and working with different coaches and working with different healers and working with um you know different mentors that really just helped me so tremendously and just like discover who the fuck I am and it's always I think we're always learning who we are and I think it shifts and we all evolve and I don't think that's an ever I don't think that ever ends kind of thing but um during that time I experienced uh interning at a retreat in Joshua Tree with one of my mentors and got so it was something I definitely manifested as well I got so lucky and got chosen to intern at this thing and it kind of changed my life forever and not just because of the retreat it was a really incredible retreat but um and that was my first experience I also was support and us on the support team which I learned to kind of figure out like how that worked and how to build retreats and what to do and that I also realized the power of like in-person connection with other women and it was a really powerful thing for me to sit in that and sit with like powerful leaders and powerful women and and watch other people along their healing journey and it made me want to do that too and after that I got to explore retreats a lot more I was support on others I went as a client on one and then um I joined this uh mastermind and through that program about, you know, your own evolution and your own creativity and your own uh, power, uh, the Outside the Lines retreat, the Disney retreats that I put together, and um, that idea was born because of really tapping into who I was. And I really want to talk more about the beauty of being who you are more deeply because there's a long history for me there that... Um, Oh God, I hated myself. I hated myself. And I really was so sad about that and sad about not being somebody else and not being enough in multiple ways. But that is for another podcast, my friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of how I landed in this, the retreat world, which is now why you see me hosting retreats in uh, Disney World because I love inner child work. I love spiritual work. I love healing. I love making that more playful and fun. And I realized, especially throughout motherhood, that I didn't allow play and laughter into my life anymore. It was like everything was so hard and difficult and not fun to me. And I was like, I need more of that in my life. I need to reconnect to that version of me. I need to heal stuff from my childhood so that we're not repeating that here with my kiddo. And it's still a learning curve, my friends, um, but it's it's really powerful when you when you're kind of mirrored that and faced with that, and you're like, oh, okay, I got work to do here, and I also don't want the work to be insanely uh, like draining <laughs> because I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, and granted, yes, yeah, some of the work is shadow work and deep healing and is draining, but a lot of it doesn't have to be and we can come from this beautiful angle and so I built the outside the lines retreat because I'm so passionate about Disney and the Disney side of me so I grew up 
going to Disney World. My dad and mom, really, but my dad was like the big fan. Uh, we started going, gosh, I went in my mom's belly. <laughs> I was conceived in Disney World, fun fact, and so was Huck. <laughs> Uh, which is just funny and so was not on purpose I mean it was on purpose we were trying but also not that like that's just coincidence that him and I were both conceived there but is anyone surprised really um and yeah so I just grew up going to Disney World I you know after being in my mom's belly I went when I was two I went when I was four like we just kind of went many many times and then um, as adults, my dad just never wanted to stop going. He moved to Florida and he lives on the, the West coast, but, um, he never stopped being a huge fan. And so as adults, he, t he still takes us to Disney, <laughs> which is amazing. And has always just, when I'm at Disney world, there's this incredible joy and playfulness that you get to really tap into. So I saw this like beautiful connection between inner child healing and uh creating space for that while we play and really like be in the embodiment of play and inner child right like what is more bringing about the child than going to disney world so it's this beautiful connection of like my two worlds combining and i love that and if you you've heard me mention this before i think i said on my last podcast i was also a cast member there so when i was in college and i want to tell this whole story more extensively but I'll make it short and sweet here when I was in college I saw an advertisement for the Disney college program and I was like huh that sounds like something I want to do to go and go to school at Disney World or some shit so I was like went immediately to the meeting whatever it was and I signed up and the way that program works if you don't know is you go you go and in turn work at Disney. They do pay you, but it's nothing. It's literally nothing. They, you barely make ends meet there. Um, you work very, very, very long hours and get paid pretty much nothing. <laughs> um, but to me, it was worth it. And I think if you love Disney, it tends to be worth it, but it's a lot of work. And, um, so I went there and I, uh, went to that meeting and you can sign up and you can pick your top three like areas of where you wanted to work. So I marked off attractions and I marked off maybe like the hotels. I can't remember at this point. And I also marked off character, but in order to be selected as a character in Disney world, I needed to go to an audition. And the closest one was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is not around the corner for me, but I convinced my loving and supportive father to drive me out there because I didn't want to go by myself <laughs> and take me to this audition and in my head I was just planning on going to uh, be a character but you know they saw me and I guess saw something and uh, pulled me aside and said hey and again this story is way more cool and I can't wait to share the entire uh, details of it with you but at that audition I was pulled aside with like seven other girls and it was like 300 400 people at this audition and they were like well, you have potential to be a face character and so I got accepted as a character but I didn't know if I was going to be a face character or not but I had to audition once I was down there so as soon as I got down to the in the college program I'd love to do a podcast about the college program and my experience there um but I had the second audition there for face character and I will tell you more about that in a different podcast as well but um yeah, I was put into 
Cinderella. And I was approved for Cinderella. So that was crazy. I think I was an, in an out-of-body experience the entire time. If I could go back, I would be like fully in it, fully present. But I was 19 years old. <laughs> and didn't appreciate it for what it was. Because also I was never the girl growing up being like, I want to be a Disney princess. Like never, not ever. I loved Pluto. <laughs> um, and I loved, gosh, what are they? I did like... Uh, Sleepy Beauty. I thought that movie was awesome with the fairies and the magic. And, um, but I was never like a Disney princess fanatic or anything like that. And I know so many people out there who are that way. Um, so I know you kind of want to punch me through the microphone and be like, what the hell? That's my dream. And you just got it randomly. And yes, it was kind of like not on purpose, kind of. <laughs> um, but it was really, 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 really cool. And something that I still look back on, I'm like, can't believe I freaking did that. Um, and I can't wait to share more about that experience. But I did want to say, you know, that that obviously had its had its ups and downs. I was 19 year old and, and living with five other girls in a tiny apartment. And one of whom I have a whole story about because she's like my best, 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 best friend in the entire world to this day. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just a crazy experience, a short experience. It was only six months. And then I stupidly went back home to finish college and go home to my boyfriend at the time. And I regret that decision. I wish I would have stayed there and, and done that role as long as I possibly could have. But I was 19 and stupid. So <laughs> crazy how I gave that up. Um, and I could have stayed seasonally, but I didn't know how it worked. And I never like ever figured that out. And so... I was dumb about that too. Like I could have come back and done it when I was visiting once a year. And I don't know what happened there. I really dropped the ball. Um, I know like you want to strangle me as you listen to that, because that's crazy. I really mad at my 19 year old self. Well, I turned 20 on the program, like for doing that, but um, yeah, so I was a cast member and then I worked for, as a recruiter for the Disney college program for like a year, um, which was cool. Cause I got, I still got all the perks you know, as being a cast member, but I could be at home at college and all that. But, um, yeah, it was just a crazy happenstance moment in time that I really, really needed to like grow and, and, uh, be more independent. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. And, uh, I have so much to say about that, but you know, after being a Disney cast member, you learn a lot about the magic and how the magic made and what that's like. And being a character is a whole different thing too. Um, and so it would like, even though, sure, there were some days I definitely did not want to go to work because it's it was still work and it was like 12 hours in heels smiling. <laughs> um, there was also like this level of, I never really lost the magic, right? Like being on the other side of the magic only made me love the magic more. Cause it was like those special moments with those kids that you just will never forget. Um, so as a as a as I grew as a 19 year old and up after I came home, I never stopped going back. I loved it. I loved being a Disney cast member. I loved being a Disney visitor. And so those all those things happened to kind of land me here today where my Disney love and my self-love journey and the way I really want to truly see the world and the way I do see the world is like the magic within your everyday experience and your life all kind of combining into one to this like masterpiece of a life which is like building Disney retreats now having this podcast and you know more to come we're gonna 
absolutely be down in Universal and be doing a whole empowerment slash manifestation retreat with Harry Potter. So if that intrigues you, let me know. <laughs> um, as well as more outside the lines Disney retreats to come in the in 2024. But with that being said, if you're listening to this, we still have a couple spots left open for the retreat coming up in like a month, <laughs> September 6th through 11th, and we'd love to have you there. We have a deal going on for podcasters where they can save over $400 to jump into the retreat at this point in time. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to join us, you will get this discount. You just have to DM me. You can find me, um, at I am Caitlin with a C C A I T L I N Apple. Uh, that is my Instagram DM me there. If you're hearing this podcast, you can save money on this experience and we'd love, love, love to have you there. And this is like a flash sale for podcasters who really, really, really just want to come to this next retreat coming up. And we have so much planned. We have so many incredible supporters and uh, spiritual healers who are going to help facilitate. We have like a private chef coming, so much more. And I want to dive into the details of the retreat. But for now, just look at my, the link in my bio on my Instagram. It'll be linked below as well. And you will click on the link and it'll tell you all the details about everything so I want to just give you a heads up because that the time is ticking on that one <laughs> um and we don't have anything planned for next year so if you want to come and you want to save big uh you know the sales only going on for this retreat and for my podcast listeners so let me know um all right guys I'm gonna end the podcast here and I appreciate you listening to my journey throughout like my life my spirituality my you know career path my um oh yeah and currently I'm working as an outpatient therapist I started in January so um I'm still working on the business side of things just like uh changed it up a bit and now I'm like working um from home as a therapist as well so that's been cool because it's like um two things I get to do in in different ways and yeah that's been cool too so that's a whole new experience for me this past year and yeah, I'm liking being back at work and making money in that way again. And it's been great working with people and not having to uh, be online, you know, promoting myself 24-7. <laughs> Although I do share about the retreat a lot because I'm so excited. Um, but anyway, follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok. I'm former Cinderella. And you can find me through TikTok there. I do share a lot of like my Disney tips and tricks there. I share about the retreat there. I share about like fun things coming to the parks there. Um, I'm also a Disney travel specialist, uh, you know, travel agent. So there's that. I didn't even talk about that piece, but like so many people were asking me Disney advice that I just eventually got my certification to do that so that I could help people book their Disney trips. So if you're looking to take your family at some point, please hit me up and let me know because I would love to help you. Um, it's really just a huge passion of mine. I do it on the side side because I have, I mean, I do it often, but I mean, like I have these two other things going on too. And I just do it because I love it so much. So know that I'm passionate about your Disney vacation and I love all the things. So that's it today, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And please, please, please give this podcast a follow on 
Apple, iTunes, wherever you listen, and rate and review us, specifically on Apple Podcasts, because that helps get this, get this out there. And I would love other people who are on like their self-growth journey and evolution to find me, um, as well as who are like Disney people and want to hear about Disney stuff. And, oh, before I go, I did want to share. Next week, I am going on a solo trip to Disney World. And I'm very, very excited. I'm staying at the Caribbean beach and I will be there for a couple of days just by myself doing myself thing. And I'm going to be like eating all the snacks and living my best life and taking a little breather from being a mom and being a dog mom and <laughs> all the things. And it'll be a really nice little break that I think I desperately need right now. Um, and I may do this podcast from there. So if the sound quality is less, it's because I'm doing it from there. But I haven't decided, so I'll keep you posted. That would be fun, though. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next.